Hey there, this is Julie from Blended Life. Thank you for taking the time to download this episode of our podcast. I hope you find value in it. The truth is though, sometimes you need more than a podcast can offer to get unstuck and find peace in your blended family life. The struggle is real. So this is a personal journey I've been on for years, seeking peace in circumstances and with people I can't control. Becoming Heard was born out of this quest. As a certified life and health coach, I am passionate about helping others just like you and me free themselves from chronic upset and chronic crisis mode. Right now, I'm offering Blended Life listeners a one-on-one free breakthrough session with me. This call will give you clarity to see if coaching is right for you. Take advantage of this opportunity now by emailing me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I can't wait to connect with you. Hi, everybody. I'm Eric. This is my wife, Julie, and we are The Blended Life. Hey, you guys. So tonight we're going to talk about all things Thanksgiving because happy Thanksgiving, you all. Happy Thanksgiving. And we're going to also, if we have time, get into some just general other holiday stuff. So welcome to our Thanksgiving podcast. Okay. Thanksgivings today. and Thanksgiving. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Um, holidays are really hard. I think when you have your kids, you're excited, all the fun and stress and anxiety and, you know, all the food. Um, and so I, my favorite part, uh, I don't like the stress and anxiety. I love the food. Yeah. I would say Thanksgiving is one of my most favorite holidays because it's not gifting holiday. I really, as I get older and especially as the kids get older, why well, you just saying I'm old? I didn't say anything. Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We're all getting older. Whatever. But you know, and as a kid, you don't have gift you don't have everything yet. And so gifting is an exciting something to look forward to. And as adults, if we want something like your mom, you just go buy it yourself. Like my mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my mom. Well, it's just funny, like today's today, yeah. Today, so I had this perfect gift picked out for my parents. It was awesome for both of us. But our this parents. is what happens to me. So I pick out this perfect idea, this perfect gift. And and it doesn't matter if it's Christmas or it's a birthday or it's the day before Thanksgiving. <laughs> she calls me and asks me, hey, can you go pick up this? I ordered it and had it made. And I'm like, perfect. That's exactly what I was going to make you for Christmas. Yeah, it just seems like gifting holidays, all of the thunder and lightning and happiness and excitement. Um, goes away. So I don't love that. So Thanksgiving, my favorite holiday, it's just all about food and family. (laughs) You know, I mean, still food, my favorite. (laughs) What's your favorite (laughs) Thanksgiving food? Like, what do you look forward to? You know what? I kind of like a little bit of it all mashed up, Gross. but I I like a little bit of turkey with lots of stuffing and gravy. And that's my favorite. Do you eat leftovers? I love leftovers. Thanksgiving leftovers is the best. Yes. Let's prep like you like Thanksgiving leftovers. Not so much on the normal leftovers. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like the sandwiches that people come up with, with like everything Thanksgiving in between bread slices? Oh, yeah. That's fun. But not like everything. So I have to redact that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. No. 
But Thanksgiving leftovers is great. Yeah. What's your favorite Thanksgiving food, Julie? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> I thought we weren't going to talk about age and... Anyways. <laughs> Goodness gracious, you guys. Um, So I'll answer for myself, since you all are so interested. <laughs> They're in- so interested, aren't you guys? Fine, we're moving on. No, 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 we're very interested. Let's hear it. What do you think my favorite food is of Thanksgiving? Cranberries. It's like the worst part of Thanksgiving is cranberry sauce. Who likes the cranberry sauce? Oh, you know, my like everyone loves it out of the can. Mm. You know, like you just a stiff. I'm like just take the can. You want to know a funny thing that I saw? Cranberry sauce. This is kind. Of, the can reminds me of it. But again, like one of those funny memes that I saw. Is this dirty can? No, not at all. No. Oh. It's a kid that got in trouble, so he went in his parents, <laughs> or he went in the family um, pantry. Yeah. And he ripped the labels off of every single can in the pantry. That's that, kind of amazing. Kind of amazing, right? We should go to our parents' house and do that. <laughs> Just de- <laughs> delabelize all their cans. April Could you Fools. imagine what would you do? That'd be that. What is do you do at that point? Funny. Yeah. My mom always tells stories about Christmas. I'm deviating from Thanksgiving a little bit, but like my my grandfather grew up very like in the recession and stuff, and so they they really like. Christmas time, yeah, they would wrap up canned food and give it to each other. That just made me think of that. Yeah, it's gnarly. Taking the label off just saves you wrapping. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. You yeah, don't surprise. Know. <laughs> That's awesome. Anyway, I know those days where you're just wrapping up necessities, not yeah. Computers. And I'm sure they were grateful for that, like food we get to eat. Yeah, she has great memories of and her that's childhood. That's kind of what Thanksgiving should be all about. Like, hey, you know, we're getting to eat. Yeah, we're getting. You know, we're blessed enough to have food on this table. A lot of families yeah. aren't. You know. Yeah, it's sad that it's one day a year people are actually all about gratitude. Yeah. You know, there was a one day a year. One day a year, and even then, you know, I I don't know. Do families sit around tables and really talk about what they're thankful for? I can't tell you a Thanksgiving I've even sat down with any of my family. And we've actually had a discussion about what we're grateful for. Let's start that discussion this year. Yeah. That's a challenge for you guys. Start that discussion this year. Yeah. Everyone at your table, one you can find something you're grateful for. Comment below what you're grateful for. Yeah. I mean, really, though. Like, I'm kind of, a lot of people are grateful for, I mean, simple things from the food on your table, which isn't so simple for some people, you know, to, you know, friendships, to, hey, I have a healthy family. I have a know? home. Yeah, exactly. I'm not living on the streets in the rain yeah. right now. What are you guys thankful for? Let's hear it. Yeah. And tell us what your kids are thankful for. I love child gratitude. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> That'd actually be some funny comments. <laughs> yeah, because it's just so from the heart and it's not all trying to frame it into a perfect picture. You know, kids are so real. It's I love children. You know what? Let's come back and put in our comments after 2019 Thanksgiving. Let's keep tabs on it and let's let's keep let's put a list of what everyone was thankful for. Yeah. Around the table. That'd be fun. We'll do that when we get. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so tell us what are what are people in your lives thankful for? What are you thankful for? Start that discussion in your family and um on I was going to say another thing that I I failed to do. So my personal Facebook page every year I've done like the month of gratitude. Yeah. So basically instead of posting anything else on my feed every day, I only post like November 
you know, third or November 1st through the end of the month, every day is something I'm grateful for. Right. And it's like taking a month just to come up with 30 things you're thankful for. Um, and Imagine if you did that every day. Yes. People have great gratitude gr- journals. Mm-hmm. I think that's so wonderful because it really changes your perspective on life. When I pray with the kids, you know, we are always first, first thing we think, God for our blessings. Yeah, always be thankful. Because we have so much. People literally in other countries can't even get water. You know? So anyway, I digress. But what are, do you have any, does your family, I haven't seen any traditions, but growing up, did your family have any good Thanksgiving traditions you want to share? Not that I can think of offhand. That would have been a good (laughs) question to ask me before we started rolling. (laughs) No, I can't like, no. You grew up. With your family. I grew up. I mean, I'm still growing up, but (laughs) yeah. But there's not like a tradition that you guys have. No, you know, like. Even a food? Is there a special food that you guys. I mean, no, it's the basics. It's it's turkey, stuffing, potatoes, uh, the cranberry relish sauce stuff. (laughs) Out of the can. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, pumpkin pie, all that, you know. Yeah. Yeah, Have you ever had pecan pie? What about you, Julie? Oh, look at him. Wow. Yeah, I know. Thanks for being interested in me. I am. Uh-huh. Um, tradition. No. I mean, wow. my dad's family that I <laughs> grew up us, with. I know, go. we suck. Well, I'm just, because I think that Thanksgiving is a really passed over holiday. Um, and a missed opportunity to start some really cool, fun family traditions. Especially in I a blended family. Especially actually, in a blended family. Because. Yeah. We're not always in the same place on Thanksgiving or for any holiday, for that matter. So if you can start a tradition that works to your schedule, that can be something that you guys work out, even if you don't have the kids on the normal Thanksgiving. You know, and I know a lot of people, like for instance, we're celebrating Thanksgiving on Friday instead of Thursday. Well, actually, we kind of are Thursday. We're, we're we having have two, two Thanksgiving because we like to eat. <laughs> you know, I'm not complaining. But start like a fun tradition. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm trying to think, I, you know, the only, and this is a fun story, actually. My daughter has started her own Thanksgiving yes. tradition. It's incredible. It's, you know, four years ago. Mind you, she's nine years old. Yeah. So four years ago, she was five. And when she was five years old, she says, mom, I want to dress up like a turkey for Halloween. Can we make a costume? You're like, yeah. My head's exploding. But if your you... stepdad's going to kill you and eat you. <laughs> so it was so every year since then, she's wanted to make a turkey costume. And we've done it. You know, we've actually made. Um, and if you know me, I am the least crafty. I'm the least. We just leave it there. Yeah. My kids don't even have baby books. That's where I. That's you. We have Instagram you have, now. I was going to so say you have a to. camera roll. Yeah. They did have pictures, that's it. But, um, so my head exploded ten times, but she was really wanting to do this, and so we made little tutu skirts, you know, you get the elastic band, and, you know, you measure and sew that, and then get the tool, and you tie the knot, and you make those those skirts. I'll post pictures sometime on our social media of the year she's done it, you know, and then made a shirt and a little headband with, you know, she was just so cute, so... She's done a turkey every year, and it's she dresses, comes to Thanksgiving dressed like a turkey. That's her tradition. And um, <laughs> and this year, she wanted to be an Indian 
She was done with turkey. We've done the turkey costume. I told her that wasn't politically correct. She didn't really seem to care. (laughs) She's a kid. She doesn't care about political correctness yet. No, I mean, nor should she. Yeah. So last night, though, you guys, she was making. So she wanted. I had an idea for Indian costume. I said, let's get a long shirt already made. She said, no, I'm sewing my shirt. I said, have you ever sewed a shirt before? She says, no. Like, this is, mind you, the night before Thanksgiving. So we're at Walmart, and I'm like, what do you want? She goes to the fabric section. I don't sew. So she goes to the fabric section, wants two yards of this brown, soft, really cool material. She comes home. She YouTubes how to make a shirt. So she... Well, she wanted to put the the cart before the horse. She wanted to start decorating before she even made the shirt. Yes. And you had to kind of rein her in there. Yes. Well, so we had to make the shirt. And she it was not just a shirt. It's a two-piecer, right? There's a skirt and a shirt. So I see her on the, the table. She's actually drawing out. I've given her no direction because I'm out. I do not sew. I do not enjoy that type of thing. Um not in my wheelhouse. And so she's super crafty. She's super opposite of me. She's everything I'm not. I love her. And so she's over there and she is, you guys, she is drawing out a pattern. Okay. So she's making her shirt pattern. Of her own shirt that is now off. <laughs> yeah, Pants she's getting off. naked. She's in now. her underwear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so she's drawing her pattern. She cuts her skirt. The skirts she cuts pretty mini. And two doesn't fit all the way around. So she starts getting upset about that. So we come up with like an extra section in the front and she cuts it into a triangle. And so that was actually great. It helped her sew the skirt real quick. And um, the skirt came out so cool. And then we get to the shirt and she gets, she's getting, you know, she sews it. She cuts it out. She sews it. And then we turn it inside out. After you know, you sew the outline, then you turn it inside out and you have a shirt. How would you do? I watched Project Runway. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> I love oh, Project Runway. I had to call her out, but I let her call herself out. That's fine. Awesome. I don't know. I'm not a I'm not a traditional homemaker. Um, and so she puts on the shirt and it was so heartbreaking because she was so proud and I actually was super impressed. I have I mean, first time she's ever attempted this, and it is a legit shirt. Looks like a legit shirt, um, and she's just super proud of herself. I'm super impressed, and she puts it on, and it's four sizes a little too small. Like, she can't <laughs> even get her arms through it, so she's like this. You know, like her arms I are sticking out. I wish would have filmed it. It was awesome. Yeah, until she starts crying because she is so disappointed in herself. And so that was really like so sad because I'm sitting there so impressed by her and the fact that she had this initiative, she saw it through, she she taught herself something that I didn't even teach her um, and she executed it really well for a nine-year-old without a sewing machine and no help from her mom. Super impressed. And so I had to use this moment to teach her that. Can we step back real quick? Of course. She knows so little about sewing. I okay. had to show her how to open the pin <laughs> dispenser. 
That was pretty awesome. I have to admit, I'm like, wait, you can't get into this. Like, you just turn it. That was pretty awesome. So, as far as being self-taught, she knew exactly what needle she needed in order to sew this. Which, how would you know this as a kid? There's like she's very intuitive. She's very crafty. She's not like me at all. So anyway. Um, it was just, but then it was a teachable moment. It was really heartbreaking as a mom to see your child so disappointed. She's like, I'm After so disappointed so in good. myself. Yeah. So then I just had to teach her that, you know, anything worth doing is you practice, you know, and at least you know what you're doing now. So, you know, to make it bigger, you know, to measure first. Um, Anyway, that's her that's her tradition and um, I think one of the coolest things that came out of the conversation at the end is she's crying and telling you that, you know, she's mad about this and you know, she's unhappy she's about it. She's disappointed in she's herself. She's so disappointed, but I think the coolest part of the conversation yeah. is when you told her that years down the road, this is going to be a story that she's going to tell her kids or her grandkids, you know. Yeah. It, it's it's her learning how to encourage and um accept failure, you know. I think kids aren't set up this day and age to be able to know how to fail. You know, you go to a a soccer game for little kids these days and everyone wins. You know, that was one of my biggest gripes, you know, when the kids were little. Everyone gets a trophy. Well, when they were little kids in (laughs) in roller hockey, remember, they wouldn't wouldn't keep score for the kids. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't keep score? Like, you're going to hurt kids' feelings? Like, Kids need to w- learn to win and lose. Yeah. You know, you need to you need to learn to be grateful when you win and be, you know, a good sport. Right. And that's part of life. You know, you're not always going to win. So setting up these kids to always feel like they're even and they're always going to come out the same as the other person. Like it's not reality. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, you can't even you can't even have a presidency right now, you know, an election without yeah. a winner and a loser. Like it's going to yeah. happen. Well, and something I've really told my daughter, I told her last night, and I've had to tell her this before in the past, where she's just sobbing and breaking down, and I'm not going to do this, and I'm never going to do this again, because that's how upset she was. She's like, I am never going to do this again, and I'm like, well, I'm sitting there, like, what a waste if that were true, because you are a gifted child, um, and I sat there, and I've told her this before, maybe this would help you guys tell your kids this. I tell her, I said, you will not let this break you. I told her, I'm like, look me in the eyes and tell me, mom, I will not let this break me. And so she does that. And the more I have her tell me that, you see her kind of calm down and get a little bit of confidence and be like, I'm like, you are not going to give up something you like to do because of one t-shirt. You're stronger than that. You're better than that. You're more talented than that. And you learn from your mistakes. Like, this wasn't yeah. some major mistake. Like, okay, well, you drew your pattern too small. You yes. know, learn from that next time. Draw a bigger pattern. Like yeah, can. or learn how to do it. She right. also, I told her, I said, people who make costumes from scratch, she legitimately, legitimately was making a costume from scratch with no patterns, no plan. Um, I said, they people start this weeks, months in advance. You're doing it the night before. <laughs> right. In the paint, like the three paint hours. is still drying. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so um, that's also, there's a lot of life lessons to learn. And um, it was a very teachable moment, which I love when kids give you the opportunity and actually latch onto it. We were prayers last night before bed. She prayed in gratitude that she had such a wonderful mom. It was really, really sweet in that 
She was grateful to learn the life lessons that she learned last night about not giving up, um, that it's okay to fail. It's okay to not, you know, and just, she listed a bunch. It was really, really touching. But my point is when she was praying that prayer last night, I'm like, oh, you heard me. Like it's stuck in there somewhere. And I was very like, good for you because, you know, kids do, kids are allowed to fall apart and then just give up. I just, I don't like this and I'm giving up. I don't like this sport. So I'm not going to finish the season. I don't like doing this and I failed. So I'm just walking away and I think there's a lot of amazingness to to get your kids having some grit, you know, and and to make them stick with things and yeah, try again, through. not giving up. Right, follow through. Totally. So yep. that's that was a Thanksgiving tradition. I don't know what the next years are going to look like with this tradition. <laughs> maybe the skirts <laughs> are going to keep getting smaller. Or maybe we're done with this tradition or maybe she'll want to be a – what was it? Um, no, you know what? A pilgrim. Yeah. I might. <laughs> you know how when kids came home Do in elementary still school. Exist? <laughs> no, but like, you know how kids made the little pilgrim hats? Right, with the feathers. With the, like the, the black and white. Yeah. With the, you know. the bow ties, I mean, yeah. I should throw that out. Our dog there. was a pilgrim once. No. Yes, he was. Was that a pil- Was that Thanksgiving? It was. I made our dog into a pilgrim. Okay, we're weird costume Thanksgiving I people. I mean, we kind of are not, we? <laughs> <laughs> I like, would never wear one. I didn't know this about myself, but okay. <laughs> so I made, them, I made them all from scratch. <laughs> I made them a little bow tie. And I do, hooked yes. it on him. And I, hooked I, it on him. It was, I mean, it was tied like around the backside, so. I thought. Nope. And then his hat. <laughs> his hat guys. wouldn't stay on. Yes, because he made him a legitimate little miniature black top hat. Was it not perfect? It was really cute. I think we still have both. A little, yeah, with a little bow on that. Also. Yeah. And, and how did you stick on. it on? I can't remember. <laughs> Tell him. <laughs> I glued it to his head. Hot glue. Well, yeah, it. but you make that sound like so, like, like, <laughs> like violent, like I hurt him, like just a little bit to the hat, and then I just set it there nicely. And he yeah, didn't he care didn't burn the dog until he ripped anyway. it off his own head like hours later. Yeah, and a patch of hair came out. It was pretty out. sad. Actually. <laughs> he was, had a little ball spot for a whatever. minute. He didn't even he yip or it. anything, but yeah, yeah we we dress up at Thanksgiving. You and yeah, not me. Oh, Annabelle and our dogs. <laughs> so, um, all right, moving on. Custody schedules. I just think people are always curious how custody schedules work. Um, so. We're every other year. Yeah. With both of our sets of kids um, with Thanksgiving. And you normally with holidays, you and I've learned a lot from you. You just are easygoing. And because we all live in the same town, even though it's like every other year, you kind of split the day. Yeah. Or if I don't have anything going, if our family doesn't have anything going, you know, and it's like, especially like, like Halloween, you know, I'm like, well, they've got a younger kid over there, you know, we're not really doing anything this year. If you want to go hang out with your little sister, you know, and your mom wants to take you, blah, 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 go do that. And, uh, it works out, you know, it kind of, it's just being a little lenient. And again, it's not about us. It's about the kids, right? So if the kids can go have fun, make memories with their family and it's not affecting our family and what we've got going, let it be. But Thanksgiving, it's an every other one. You know, yeah, we trade probably halfway through the day. Um, the 
the one that's probably Christmas is the one that's probably the most complicated, but we make it easy because we trade halfway through the day. So whoever's morning it is, usually they'll be like, oh, okay, you know, later in the afternoon, I'll bring them by. And then that way we can go do the rounds with the grandparents and do Christmas at our house. And it seems to work out good because again, it's, it's about the kids. It's not about us. So if we can have our kids be happy in both households and not feel pulled in one direction, you know, and celebrate what Christmas actually is, then it makes it a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah, that does. That works for you guys. There's never any rift with the parents involved. My ex is more, and he's always been this way, and it's just another perspective, which is why I'm even sharing with you guys. I don't think anything's right or wrong. I just think that there's different perspectives, and he feels like it's harder for the kids to go back and forth, that it's easier for the kids to stay one space, which is the argument actually for week on week off custody schedules. And psychologists would tell you this, um, child development people will tell you this, that week on week off is really healthy for kids because it lets them settle in each of their household. And when you're going the back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, kids feel very unsettled. And even if they don't, even if they don't feel it, like they can't express it, it, it does live inside of them because sometimes kids just aren't equipped with the words to define their emotions and feelings and they can't make sense of their world. That's why they have fits and act out, all that good stuff. So kind of the same thing along those lines of the argument for week on, week off. It's easier for kids to, to just settle in one household for the day versus... I get here for two hours and then I got to pack up a move and go to the other house for two hours and it's all rushed and they can't really just enjoy the time. So I think that every kid's different. I think that every family's different. I think what works for everyone's very different, but that's a different perspective from your super easygoing one. I think I tend to lean more towards like, I think kids just need to be able to be settled Right, but also, like you just said, the two different perspectives. I'm like... It's two perspectives. Yeah, like, yeah, my kids, they'd rather go to both houses. They'd rather see both sets, you know, where your your kids are more of the settling types. It's better when they just settle, you know? So, yeah, it's it's two totally different types of children and two totally different types of situation, which yeah. is weird because we are one blended family. Yeah, but we're so different. Right. So, um, and so... Let's talk about our plans for Thanksgiving. Okay. So we're actually not cooking today. I'm so excited. I know we usually... Which kind of bums me out too, though. You miss it? Well, I love deep fried turkey. (laughs) It's my favorite. And we've always deep fried it. Not always. That's kind of a tradition that we started here over the last quite a few years. Right. That we've deep fried a turkey. But we always host. We always host Thanksgiving. Yeah. Our parents come over. Well, now that my parents have moved... They would like to host and have everyone over there. I said, sweet, I'll bring everything up to deep fried turkey. And they go, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's a little <laughs> too messy. We have to deal with the oil. We have to deal with this. We have to deal with that. I think we're just going to oven roast a turkey this year. I went, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> when it's at your house, it's too messy, huh? Yeah. Anyways. We have fun pictures of us last year deep frying turkey. And everything else we could find. Yeah. So, so have you guys ever deep fried anything besides turkey? It's <laughs> a lot of fun when you're done with all that 
oil, you got to prep for it ahead of time. But like Snickers, you've heard of deep fried Snickers and you've heard of deep fried Twinkies. But this was off the cuff. Like there was not really any prep. There was no. Yeah, but we were lucky enough because Halloween, someone had thrown a bunch of candy in the freezer and there was Snickers frozen and, you know, stuff like that. So what you do, you have to freeze it first. Otherwise, it's going to melt real quickly, right? So you freeze everything, you whip up some pancake batter, and you roll, say, your frozen Snickers in pancake batter, and then you dip it, and you let that cook for a little bit, hang on to that thing with tongs or whatever. Before the turkey. Before. No, we did it after. Did we did it after the turkey? Yeah, we did it after. So that's a fun extra event. Fun, delicious event. (laughs) Yeah, the, uh, the boys really loved it. I don't think Annabelle tried anything. What's the craziest thing you've ever deep fried? Leave me a comment. <laughs> I want to know. Great. I can't. We had something that Would was Would you like, eat deep fried butter? That's a fair no, thing. No, that's disgusting. I couldn't do that. Does it even a exist of butter? inside? Doesn't it all just I come out? Oh, uh, maybe. That seems gnarly, though. Or you just have like a it's hollow, like a heart attack hollow to happen. buttery yeah. bread. What did I, I deep fried something that was amazing? I can't remember what it was. It just happened upon like, oh, let's do this. And it was great. I'll think of it while we keep talking. Okay. Yeah, so we're all headed up to Eric's family's house. We are going to do dinner tonight at the famous Madonna Inn in San Luis, which is awesome. Yeah, always wonderful food. Yeah, that's a tradition that not having Thanksgiving dinner at Madonna Inn, but going to the Madonna Inn in San Luis Obispo, Google it. If you ever are in town, stop by that hotel. It's awesome. Um, But just Going there for different events and different... Mother's Day. Mother's Day is one that we always go to. Mother's Day brunch, we always do that. But, like, for when I was a kid, all I wanted to do was go to dinner at Madonna Inn when I was itty-bitty all the way up. And so that that was, like, a... That place is just, like, traditional in my life forever. Um, So I thought it would be interesting to talk about a couple different things that would be helpful to our listeners so it's not just all about us. But let's talk about how people can get their kids ready to visit other homes on a holiday like Thanksgiving. Um, Especially in blended families, because the kids aren't always going to know the homes that they're going to. They're not always going to be super comfortable in the homes they're going to if it's not their family they've grown up with their whole lives and things like that. Um, Do you, I mean, I, I only... This comes to mind because in church on Sunday, our pastor was kind of talking what, about. I'm like, I've heard something like this recently. Yeah, totally. That's totally what it was. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, this is a great thing because we've been told this a lot to do with our kids. And I think we're so busy and so in the moment that we don't plan out like we're going to have a talk with our kids about doing something before we do it and what that looks like. Or table manners or... Um, yeah. yeah. What, you know, are we going to have devices out the whole time? You yeah. Know, all these kids have devices these days, are, you know, and are they allowed to part of the time? Are they accepted at the dinner table? Probably not. Yeah. You know, having those expectations, but letting them know ahead of time. Yeah. And so what our pastor was telling us on Sunday and it's genius is that they always go, um, on the way, you know, in a car ride on the way to whoever's house, they go through the list of expectations, you know, no feet on the table, <laughs> no complaining about food. You know what's funny about this is I don't think this was his list. I think this was his parents' list. 
Oh, maybe or his <laughs> list of going to his parents. His grandparents when his he grandparents. was a kid. And this yeah. is the list his parents went over. But I mean, you know, it is teaching basic etiquette to kids because yeah. you have to. You can't assume that kids are just going to step into a stranger's household and magically know how to behave. And we do this with our kids a lot. We just think that they come equipped with like social norms and respectitudes. Yeah. It's a word I made up. But, you know, you have to lay it out for them. Yeah, and it's something that if you can practice it outside of just holidays, you know, something I'm big on practicing, like, hey, when we go somewhere, we're going to do it this way, this way, this way, this way. And it usually ends up backfiring on me. But when my kid's out of my custody and he's somewhere else not with me, I always get excellent feedback. Now, how do we change that to make that so it works in our favor when they are with you? That's the hard part. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, so I think it's a good idea to tell all the kids together so everyone hears it, you know, what are your expectations going to someone's house? Everything from don't complain about the food. Mm-hmm. You know, what are some things? Eat all, what eat, are, eat all your portions or a, a very good amount of them, you know. Don't, don't take more than you're going to eat. There you go. My parents got so mad at me growing up because I would take all this food and ha- I still do this. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> you know? Yes, I will have the creme brulee. I will have the <laughs> chocolate cake and I will have the cookie with ice cream on it. I'm going to have a bite of all of them and then my husband's going to finish it. Nope. I don't love that stuff. <laughs> but that's the expectation, right? We didn't talk about this ahead of time. We didn't. But, you know, things like that you should tell the kids. No running around in the house. No picking yeah. up items that aren't yours. I think reminding kids that the home you're visiting isn't their home. And that. Yeah, messes at the end of the night. Clean up clean after up. yourself. and Well, and have the kids help clean up. Don't follow your kids around and clean up after them or uh, leave one big mess for the homeowners to clean up or at the end of the night, you feel bad, so you just clean it up real quick. Teach the kids like, hey, at the end of the night, if you guys get something out or when you're done using it, you know, and help them keep tabs on it throughout the night. Like, hey, you guys are playing that game. You're moving on to the next subject now. Clean up that game before, you know, that board game before yeah, you guys Yeah, you have to stay on top of it. Tag. That's your job as a parent. Yeah. It's exhausting. It's exhausting, but it's part of yeah. it. Yeah, and I think that if, especially if you're not hosting and you're not having to cook, a reasonable expectation is that kids help clear the counter, clear the table, help bag and box and storage stuff up, yeah. um, offer help, you know, family pictures, no, tell your kids there's going to be family pictures. Expect that, kids. No, you can't get out of it. Yes, there will probably be 20,000 because it's a holiday and we're all gathered around and just roll with it. I don't want to hear complaining. I don't want to hear no. You're going to stand there. You're going to smile and put your best foot forward, right? Yep. Carrying stuff in and out of the house, you know. Unloading and a loading A lot of the times car. Thanksgivings are potluck style where people will bring some stuff, you know. Your grandma's here. Go help her carry stuff in. You shouldn't have to tell them multiple times. You'd be like, hey, grandma's here. You know, okay. Kid runs out and helps, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? One of the best ways of getting this to become a habit is leading by example. So don't just expect to tell your kids like, hey, you're going to do all this stuff. And then you do the opposite. You know, grandma does show up. Your parent shows up. Your mom shows up. Go out and help, you know. And that's one of those things that you kind of lead by example. Time for dishes, time to clear the table. Don't just, you know, go crack a beer and sit on the couch and 
you know, expect everyone else to do it. Like you help too. And then usually the kids will learn by example. Yeah. Yeah. And nothing makes you more angry when you're working and your kids are sitting there. Or you're you're working and (laughs) the other relatives are sitting there, you know. Yeah. My mom gets stuck with that quite often. Yeah. Not in our little group, but. Well, and I think um, another good tip is if you're going to grandparents' houses or a house that doesn't have, is not kid friendly. You know, my biological parent, my biological dad and stepmom, their house is full of antiques, has zero kid toys in it and has always been since I was little as a kid. So I remember my brother and sister-in-law when they had babies would be so like they'd be a wreck because it was like, don't touch anything. Don't touch anything because if you break it, it's an antique and it's worth money. And there's just it was not kid friendly at all. And so I think a lot of people deal with this and it's like, you need to set your kids up for success. So pack a bag full of your own toys or a coloring book or a game to play. Maybe not obnoxious loud toys. Not toys that they can't use. Yes. Don't set them up for, you know, failure. Like a megaphone that makes fart noises. Going in the trash. Don't pack that. No, it can't go in the trash. Mm. It gets used daily. (laughs) You know, and I know that phones and iPads and stuff, everyone's super anti-screen time. I'm like, if it gives you two hours to talk to your parents you haven't seen in a month, let the kids watch a movie on their iPad. Yeah, or bring something that, you know, if you know other kids are going to be, that all the other other kids are going to be there, that all the kids can do it together. Yeah. You know, or, hey, we want to sit there and talk for two hours. Maybe that's part of the expectations. You're not going to be on your iPad all night. You're going to sit there and you're going to have a conversation because grandma and grandpa want to know what you've been doing because they haven't seen you all year or they only see you so often. You know, they want to socialize with you, too, mm-hmm. you know, and and crafts are an amazing thing. I don't boy, girl, old, young kids always have this. I think they always have this want to create and to use their imagination. And um, it was funny, we were at Walmart, and I was looking at possibly buying something for the kids to do. Yeah. You know, like, they have different activities. I bought something for them to do. And um, they had a rock painting kit, and I'm sitting there rolling my eyes. And I told Annabelle, I'm like, because <laughs> she commented on it. That's the reason I saw it. And I was like, you can go outside. You can find, you got a whole container full of paints like while you're dressed like an indian go do what they invented (laughs) (laughs) you know but i mean it doesn't even have to cost a lot of money you can get paper and watercolors and have all the kids draw a turkey or make those hand-shaped turkeys or watercolor a sunset um and it you know they will it's it's pretty fun and they that's a good keepsake yeah well you know and as as the kids are getting older too try to include them in things you know, and it doesn't have to be adult things to include them in. For instance, I, where, where my parents live, actually where both our parents have houses, I, or they have um, a miniature golf course, like just a little outdoor miniature golf course with multiple holes. But being this time of the year, it gets dark real quick and everyone's stuck in the house. They've been in the house all day cooking. So I ordered off of Amazon glow-in-the-dark golf balls. You just... <laughs> Drop these things on the ground and they start glowing super bright. Or, you know, if you're actually golfing on a golf course, as soon as you hit it, thing lights up and it stays lit up for like 10 minutes. So I'm like, okay, cool. We're going to go putt-putt golfing at night with all these neon glow-in-the-dark balls. And the adults will like it. The kids will like it. 
you know, and it'll be an experience. It'll be a memory. Yeah. And maybe, maybe it'll become a tradition. Like we talked like, okay, after dinner, you know, before dessert, we're going to go putt putt golfing, you know? Right. Go on a walk, get out, do something active Yeah, as a family that everyone can do. Make holiday clothing. (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine grandma? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Stripping down. (laughs) Um, decorating cookies is always a fun thing for kids that kids like to do. There are so many activities that you can plan ahead for to have kids be involved and off their screens. And I think that's the key right there is planning. Yeah. You plan for stuff, plan for something fun. That's going to include the kids. I'm just, I'm just big on that. Like let's just include the kids in as much as possible, get them off those screens as much as possible and make them interact because if they can't interact with their own family, who the heck are they going to learn to interact with, you know? Yeah, they learn a lot of social and It's just something you have to do, you know? You can't go through life with your head buried in a device. I mean, a lot of people do, and a lot of people get through life that way, but they're going to have so much more productivity yeah. if they can actually socialize one-on-one with people. And what better place to start than with your own family That's on Thanksgiving? Right. Yeah. So I think that you need to set clear expectations and have the discussions with your kids when you go and you need to have a plan for when you get there, what's it going to look like? Um, and so your kids aren't set up to be in trouble and yelled at the whole time, you <laughs> know, no one loves that. That's not fun for anyone. The hosts are like, please leave my house. How many times have you had people where you're like, oh, th- these people need to go. <laughs> yeah. They're ruining this for everyone. I don't care if they have messes everywhere. Just leave. I will clean up after them. Yeah. There's nothing worse than trying to be in a fun situation and there's nothing but like bickering. Right. Whether it's parent child or married couples or <laughs> brother, sister, or, you know, whatever it sucks. <laughs> or husband, son <laughs> or husband, husband. You have two husbands. Well, Something Weird, new I thought every she day. had three. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, um, okay, so let's talk to the people who do not have their kids today. And I understand, like, it can be very hard. Yeah. When you When there's a holiday and you don't have your situation where it's just like, half the day here, half the day there, I'll see him. You know, kids who are... Flying on a plane to dad in Minnesota while... Minnesota. Yeah. And you're missing out on a holiday and making memories with your kids. There's nothing like it's, you know, you miss out on your kids' lives. I don't think you ever get used to it. So I don't think that's a reasonable expectation. But I will share with you with Eric and I what we have done and what we do um, on Thanksgiving specifically. And this is kind of our tradition. Yeah. So... Every other year for Thanksgiving, um, when we don't have the kids, we go somewhere. Yeah. We have a little getaway. And our first one was not even super far away. It was about, what, 150 miles away, you know? And it was Monterey. Yeah. We California. stayed there. And we stayed there for what? Three nights. Yeah. Four, four days, three nights. And it was so much fun. Right? Yeah. It was so. It was just relaxed and just hanging out, yeah, no had, agenda. Yeah, no agenda. And we just really enjoyed each other. We went neon putt-putt golfing. We did. That was a lot of fun. Which actually is not where that idea came from. And we I saw reindeer. We did. Real reindeer. Real reindeer. I made up a reindeer song last night. 
Would while you like she, to share? While she was, good. I can't even remember what it was, but it was hilarious. We were both cracking up. Well, her and I were both cracking up. You were not amused. It had, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> it was it was brilliant. I know. So brilliant, you can't remember I it. Can't. Um. So I would say if you don't have your kids and that's making you sad, which is totally understandable, I would go do something, make plans, reach out to friends. And if, or don't hang out with any family and use it as an excuse to get time in with your spouse. Um, last year we were in Mexico. Yeah. We were on a little eight mile island off of Cancun, an island off of Cancun. Mm-hmm. Isla de Major. Isla de Mujeres. Mujeres, yeah. Island Major? Uh, Isla de Mujeres. Look Mujeres. it up. Yes. That's where we were last thing. Island of the Women. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Was, and it was awesome. Like, what a cool place. It was very cool. Yeah. Yeah. We were there, and we were there for, for your work. Yeah, one of my works. One of his works. We, yeah. we were shooting a destination wedding of a very, very nice couple who actually just celebrated their anniversary, Jose and Amy, happy first anniversary. Happy anniversary, guys. Yeah. yeah. But um that was and that was a lot of fun. A lot of traveling, but a lot of fun. It was beautiful. Look that up online, you guys. If you're ever in Cancun, go take the boat over and see but at it's, Isla it's de Mujeres. Super reasonable too. Yeah. Yeah. You can do a lot for not a lot of money if you just research it and plan it out. Um yeah, and so I think that you need to make Thanksgiving a time instead of sadness and sorrow and you're wallowing in whatever depression to go make fun and exciting memories, you know, um, and meet new people. Go visit a friend you haven't seen in a long time. If you've never been to Niagara Falls, go to Niagara Falls. You never see Mount Rushmore, see Mount Rushmore. If you've never hit the thumbs up and the like button on this video, <laughs> do that. Subscribe yeah. and keep following us. Yeah. And go follow on social media. And there's just so much that we want to put out and share with you guys. And just a lot to be thankful for this year. Aries, this we're done. I have to go to hockey. I mean, you can keep talking. But I got a hockey game, you guys. Well, thanks, you guys, for joining us on our Thanksgiving episode tonight. I hope you guys have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Go to bed full of... Um, Happy tummies and full hearts. And I'm thankful for hockey. He's thankful for hockey. No, really, though. I'm thankful for you guys. I'm thankful for our blended families. I'm thankful for my lovely wife who puts up with my crap. And he laughs at me the whole time. <laughs> I don't. I love you. You can't even say it with a straight face. Thanks, you guys, for joining <laughs> Sorry. us. Sorry. <laughs> I'll say it with a, not a straight face next time. All right. Bye, you guys. Happy Bye, Thanksgiving. You guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Hey, it's Julie again. I hope this episode of Blended Life started a conversation that you will finish in your home. But I get it, right? Sometimes you need more. My offer still stands. If I can interest you in a free one-on-one -on -one breakthrough session with me to see if coaching is right for you, contact me now at becomingheardnow at gmail.com and let's get you unstuck. Becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I look forward to it.